This is the Culture of Influence. I'm Shane Howard. And I'm Dr. Brad Shuck. Follow along as we dive into everything culture, from interview to exit. All right, so let's talk for a minute about, um, I want to talk about, you said that you, all right, so Shane, for those of who don't know, Shane and I are uh, embarking on kind of a new adventure, and we're going to throw uh, the idea out there. Uh, do, well, Shane and I both do a ton of public speaking, um, literally all over the world, uh, talking to companies about uh, leadership and recruitment and, and just, just being uh, ourselves. So we came together, joined forces. Uh, we're going to try to do some work together. So you were saying that you had thrown the idea of uh, a talk, a joint talk you and I would give um, out to some folks. Po- how'd that go? Um, yeah. So, you know, Brad, Brad has a different, you know, a different, you know, I, I, I talk, but it's, it's a lot to families. It's a lot to athletes. It's a lot to coaches and sports and, and, and those kind of things. I've given 300 plus talks in the last four years on. So don't miss that. Like 300 talks. In, like that's ridiculous. That's yeah. an amazing amount. It's also tiring. Yeah. I bet you're tired. Um, Brad speaks and, you know, to fortune 50 companies and, you know, uh, consults and, you know, leaders and, um, community leaders and world, amazing. you know, world dignitaries and no, you, that's, know, all these you know what, that, that's true. Like British well, parliament. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. I mean, I just, I'm not going to hype you up. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, want to get I don't expect any hype. Yeah. Uh, you also notice Brad and I are very much like brothers. So we're, uh, um, um, you know, I, I, funny enough, I'm actually thinking of, I have a picture that, um, you can't put that out. Well, no, I think it's actually going to be the cover of our podcast. No, it cannot be. Yeah. The beginning of culture. That yeah, it's is. Where it's, but yeah. It's, we'll have to, what well, if we can, I don't know. We don't know what we're going to, we don't Part have a cover for the podcast. I like that yeah, though. We don't, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Culture and peanut butter pie. The, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's it's like it's 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 uh, it's it's different, right? Can't, so, can't you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's but but again, it's it's having that cool stuff. Anyway, right. so you know, on this episode, I think you know, um, I think I think we're gonna we, we want to cover you, you and, and and you know, I want to I want to I want to be able to speak to your audience, you know, as well. Um, I know you have a lot of people who um, follow what you do, uh, trust what you do. Mm. Uh, Brad has published research and papers and. Um, he's kind of a big deal. I'm, I'm just the, I'm, I'm the, I'm the Robin to his Batman. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, we're, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Robin though. So it's a little bit, I don't know. Maybe Suit that, doesn't fit real good. Yeah. No, uh, it's a little tight. Yeah. A little tight. Yeah. A little snug. Um, need to lose some weight. Um, Nate, our, uh, our wizard behind the camera and the audio. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to join forces with him next week on this, uh, whole, um, low carb journey. I've done it before. Um, the weight falls off, but having somebody here that's kind of dedicated to it, although I've All right, so kind of, we can use that as a segue. Yes, actually. Yes. So you so you're getting ready to start a low carb. You're going down this rabbit hole. You're going down this adventure. I went definitely went down a rabbit hole. ADHD for those of you that aren't. I have so it. you are you and Nate are about to join forces to uh, start a disciplined diet regiment. That is no carb. Is well, that let's correct? Not, let's not over. No, uh, eh, definitely some carbs. Some carbs. You don't. Nate want me. shaking his head. No. He doesn't think I'll do it. No, he says no carbs. Yeah, he's Nate, on. He's actually restarting it. Nate this is, week I've derailed his train. Okay. All of this deals with culture. Yes. All of it. So you get 
So tell me what you think day one is going to be like on your diet. Me coming into Nate's office every 15 minutes and over communicating with him about how much I'm, how much I would really like to have something that I really don't even normally eat anyway, but because my body thinks that I'm depleting it of something six years from now. Um, and the fear, the fear of, I'm never going to get to have another cracker barrel biscuit with blackberry jam. (laughs) So over communicating a little fear, a little jittery, a little nervous, a little action around that. Sounds like somebody's first day on the job. Oh, man. First day on the job. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's something that uh, I would definitely say is uh, pretty spot on. No doubt. So to, so when you're in Nate's office. So I, for all those out there listening, I want you to imagine like a Tyrannosaurus Rex costume with this little <laughs> running in, talk, talking about how he needs a uh, Cracker Barrel biscuit. Tell me a little. What, so what's the follow-up to that? Like, how are you going to stay on point? Um, definitely has to be a level of accountability. Okay. Um, definitely has to be. It's going to be some empathy probably on that. He's not going to give in to you, but he's going to empathize. It, see, it's, it's a difficult situation for him. This is different, definitely a different dynamic. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 the, that's the, I mean, I've, I sign his check he's, every two weeks. Well, besides we have to like, we have to suspend all judgment. about that. Well, I 100% agree. Um, I agree with that. I'm just saying it's, I mean, can you imagine? Are, are you? Can you go to the president and? Tell I mean, him, I'll be honest with you. I would give you pancakes if that. I mean, if you wanted, I would not be helpful for you in this. In this, I process. appreciate that. Nate is pretty. Nate is pretty disciplined. So tell so me. far. All right. Um, but again, my executive powers have caused him to go completely. If you would have seen this bread, this fresh baked French baguette Yo, that he had for for dinner. So Shane took Nate, knowing he was on a low carb diet. No carb diet. Actually, to, to Joella's hot chicken in Louisville. The big time place, by the way. Which is delicious chicken. Yes. Amazing. He chicken. made the decision, though, to get cream soda instead of water. I feel like you coerced him a little bit. Nope. Had, no, had, had, had zero influence whatsoever. So, how do you set the discipline that is needed to stay on a regimented, disciplined diet day one? How do you, how do, you do that? I mean, I probably do it very different than, I mean, I've done it before, so I do actually have some context. So for me, it's prepare. All right. Um, you know, Sunday I'll, I'll cook a majority of my meals. Get yourself ready. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll cook a bunch of chicken. I'll have some cans of beans. Cans I do mine, I, I, I do mine pretty basic. Okay. Um, I love really good food, but in order for me to do this, I have to cut out, I have to take away any opportunity for me to veer off the path. Okay. So I literally will eat green beans out of a can. I'll put them in. Uh, a bowl, microwave them up. I'll eat the whole can. Okay. Um, I will cut up a bunch of chicken, chicken thighs, the whole bit. I'll do a whole chicken. I'll do cook it a bunch of different ways. Same deal. I'll make a bunch of tuna with some no carb mayo and some eggs. Very very tiny amount of relish. A bunch of mustard, a little horseradish mustard. Probably give mm. a little. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm, and uh, then that's kind of what I'll eat. So Maybe. yeah, th- yeah. I mean it, that's so it's this is preparing and planning ahead so how do you how do you think that if we were if we were to turn the corner here and think about this idea of preparation and discipline and accountability and empathy and we were to put this in the context of work and a leader employee relationship first day on the job how do you set culture on day one well so let me i guess so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna answer the question with a question because i I definitely know how i mean i've obviously done it i've done done it quite a bit 
what um, what do you hear what do you hear as struggles when you talk to when you talk to leaders what do you, what do you hear as struggles from leaders from from managers what, what are you hearing when you're out there that, that they struggle with yeah so I, I, I think the um, the number one thing that I hear is that there's a mismatch of expectation. So I'm expecting one thing on day one. I'll tell you a story. I I was working um, down in Miami, and I was going in for my first day uh, on a job. And I never thought I was going to ever work in another place again in my life. I thought this was it. I've found my dream job. This is – it doesn't get any better than this. And I got prepped up on my first day. I'm getting ready to go. I got my my clothes all laid out a couple days ahead of time. I'm rolling through Miami, sun, roof, I mean, windows down, sunroof open. I've got my coffee in my hand, park my car, get myself ready, <sighs> take my breath, shrug my shoulders a little bit, put my bag Cafe on Cubano. My... Cuban you, coffee. What do, you know, what do you know about Cafe Cubano? Ah, mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cafe Cubano. I got another story about that. That's for another podcast. Um, nobody expects the, the white guy in the office to be able to make the Cafe Cubano. Mm. And let's talk about making some cafe cubano google it if you don't know so i go in i'm look i'm walk into the office that i'm gonna work at and i look directly at my my brand new boss and she has no idea i'm coming she i have a clue i'm coming in she hasn't had no idea it's my first day on the job she didn't hire you no she hired me she was app 100 involved in every of all of the interviews that i went through she sat my she she's the person who set my first day no idea I was coming. Why did she not know? Scrambling for a pencil and a pen and a paper to give me to take notes on for something that I was. She was completely taking. Definitely sounds like something I would do. So, a mismatch of expectation, mismatch, mismatch of expectation on their end, mismatch of expectation on my end. So, what I what I find is that like on those days, on day one, you got to, have to elevate the experience. So. You're talking about cooking chicken and putting beans and microwave and whole stuff, like whole chicken stuff. It's preparation, man. It's key, right? Like you ha- and you're when you're doing that, you're elevating the experience. You're psychologically you're you're prepping yourself for embarking on this journey. And work is a journey. Like that's what we do, right? Huge we, part of your life. It's a huge part of our identity. It's like that, when you talk to somebody, you say, "Tell me." What do you do? Like, that's the second question you ask somebody after you ask them their name. Sure. Yeah. Hey, your name's Shane. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Oh, I own custom college recruiting. People typically say, have you always been that good looking to me? But that's... Well, that's beside the point. Yeah, I mean... It's neither here nor there. I've dealt with it my whole life. Not, so a question I, not a question I personally get, but I'm not as good looking as this guy right here. Brett's so, very, very humble. But you, but you elevate the experience, right? Like, that's what, that's what culture is about. So, like, you have to pick these days... And day number one is really important day. Hiring day is really important. And so I find that there's a mismatch of experience and expectation between employees and leaders. Um, I would agree with that. Um, I would probably fall into the category of most days falling into your boss at that time. Um, you know, when, when I say, you know, again, I'm everything, everything is an evolution of trying to become better at something. Um, but thinking about it, I actually try to... I actually try to set the expectation actually in the interview. All so, right, so talk about that. Yeah, so so um, you know, I, you you see me. I'm, I'm kind of on this new regimen where the only thing that I wear different is is shoes, right? So 
I'm, 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 I'm wearing the same pants. I'm wearing the same shirt, not like the same one every day. I'm wearing, I change them up. Um, you have multiple pairs of the same, kind same of color, pant. same, same, same pair of pants, same shirts. Literally my closet is transforming as we speak to that's it. So if we were to go into your closet, you have kids, I have kids. It looks a little bit like a SpongeBob closet. Like they're all, it's kind of all the same, same thing. It, it will be. Yes. It'll like, it'll be just like Batman's closet. I went SpongeBob. You went Batman. I'm, it's yeah. fine. I'm yeah, fine you, with you've it. never seen me and Batman in the same place at the same time. That's a true statement. I'm not lying. So, um, how I do it back to, you know, back, back to setting that culture in the interview, how I do it is I preface don't, sometimes I do it depending on the nature of the person that I've communicated with. But if I haven't had a whole lot of communication, I won't tell them that I'm, I'm very casual. Um, and I'm not like, I mean, I'm not wearing like cut off jeans and flip flops and a cut off shirt, yeah. you know, but, yeah. um, in the business, well, in what I call the old, and this is probably offend some people, the old dusty, um, white guy, uh, old money world of let's wear a shirt and tie every day. Let's, that's not um, your style. Yeah, no, but I, I don't, I think the world's changing. It's not going to like, mm. like we're, we're romantic to something that actually, I want my people to be comfortable. This is not a fashion show. No one is comfortable wearing a three-piece suit every day. No one. Mm. Regardless of what they tell you. They you might know, tell you it gives them a false sense of bravado, but they're not comfortable. You know, I, I had a professor um, in college who, um, who gave me that exact advice. He's, he said, you need to be comfortable in a suit from 6 a.m. to midnight. You need, so, uh, so get used to, to that. And I, I, I'm kind of in, in, in your world where um, when I show up to a – a consulting event or an opportunity or I'm teaching class I'm outside of the military context I do a lot of work with US Army uh, and US Army Cadet Command um, I don't wear a tie I don't I don't I don't dress up I'm not, I'm not in a suit yeah, I mean I will I will preface that anybody who listens to this that potentially has us come in to talk to you know their team or their company or their event I'm not wearing a yeah. button-up shirt at all yeah Brad might I, will I likely I, I probably will I, I, I will not um, and, um, you know, but for me, that's, you know, again, we're, we're on two different sides See, of the coin, I think there. So, so you said expectation. You yeah. Said so expectation I tell them, Hey, look, you know, don't do not come in. Um, you know, th look, I'm, I'm casual and sometimes I'll do it to see if they listen. So I'll mm -hmm. tell them, Hey, I'm casual. You do not come in here wearing a shirt and a shirt and tie. Yeah. And I'll have people walking in with suit jackets and, sure. um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I try to set that expectation of, Hey, I'm unorthodox. I am, uh, I'm, you know, probably even more so in my interviews, especially if, if there's, if there's multiple interviews, definitely in the first interview, I will actually over communicate not only my, my, my appearance and how I do things, but also all of the negative things. Mm, okay. That's so that I don't hear, I don't hear that a whole lot. Uh, so let's recap for a minute. So uh, pre prepared, how, how do you set day one culture? As a leader, uh, as an employee going into a new, a new work experience or a new opportunity, what I hear you saying is preparation and discipline up to this point. When you say you, you set 
you talk about the negative. Like, what do you mean by that? I don't understand that. Uh, first, I tell you a little bit about my history and my past and how screwed up it okay. was. So, so I want it, you to know that I'm a very... And, and for people out there, if you, if you don't know what that is, uh, listen to the first episode here. Yeah. Rough beginning, 17 times, not 17 cities, not 17 towns, 17 houses in the same, most in the same city. Mm. Um, you know, d- didn't have the conventional childhood. Um, humble beginnings, barely graduated high school, blah, 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 blah. But for me, I tell you all that. It's one, so you know I'm not, I'm not this guy who you're not going to walk into my office and see my diploma hanging up on the wall, crooked, and, you know, like I think, I mean, I'll be, I, don't, I just don't hold those things to the value that a lot of people do. I want to know more about who you are rather than what you have on a piece of paper. Mm. No different than I don't pay attention. I never read a resume. I never read a resume. What do you mean you don't read resumes? You hire people. But I don't read a resume. What the, I mean, okay, if, you, if I actually were to write my resume out, it would be all of my failures. I've never done a resume in my life. Hmm. I've never had a job where I needed one because I, I am immune or allergic. I'm allergic to BSing you about who I am. You're going to figure it out anyway. So I might as well slap you across the face with it. So I do that. If you're going to come and you're going to spend your time working alongside me and helping me. um, And I think there might be some articles that come out of this and I think it'll be really good. We'll actually interview a couple of my, um, my current team members and kind of their experience on, um, you know, we'll pull some data out. But I, I mean, I, I literally had a gentleman I hired 18 months ago who came down, interviewed with me. I told him everything about the job that he did not want to hear, everything about why he did not want to work here, did not offer him a job. He got in the car, drove back to Louisville, quit his job on the way home because he knew this is what he was going to, he was going to try and figure out a way to, I mean, I don't right. know what he would have done if I, I mean, he would have kidnapped me or something you know, or what, but, um, you know, that, that's the mindset. And I want to tell you everything that possibly could. I want to tell you how hard it is. So there's never, ever an expectation of it being something that it's not. Meaning when I come to you in real world happens and I come to you and say, Hey, we're in a really tight jam and get to work. the market's changed and your paycheck's going to be two weeks late. I told you that might happen. Um, it's never happened. Um, heaven forbid, but it's it transparent to have that kind of, communication, I want to, I want to tell you, right? so, 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 so I did it in my relationship. Let's not miss that. Yeah. I, I did it. I did it with my wife, my wife and I, we got to a point, um, and she's probably not going to, well, she probably won't care. Um, we got to a point where we love, you know, we, we, you know, we both had been married before we kind of were transitioning. You, you know, you get in your late twenties, you know what you're kind of working towards. Are we, are we working something lifetime or sure. are we not? Pulled up after a date one night um, in front of her apartment to drop her off. And, you know, we exchanged, I love you, this, that, and the other. And I said, hey, I'd like to talk to you. And she said, about what? I said, I have some things I need to share with you. And I literally laid bare every shortcoming, every failure, every horrible thing, every, you know, un, you know. Uncouth. Yeah. That's probably not even the word for it. But anything that anything wrong or anything bad or anything negative that I could remember or think of in that moment that I've ever done in my life. And I said, these are the reasons you don't need to be with me. You don't need to be with somebody like me. And she's crying. I'm crying. And she looks at me and says, is that it? And I said, that's it. She said, well, I love you and I'm still here. And it has made our relationship infinitely better because it lowered the expectation of what I, you know, when we date, no different than you come for an interview. That's why I don't like resumes. You literally put your bet, you, you put, you project what you think is the best of you out there. 
I want to know. Listen, I want to know what you do wrong. But the, I, yeah, that's the, what I want to know. The best of you is the real you. It's not the projection. Correct. The best of you is. Do you think I'm not going to figure out that? Hundred yeah, percent. In the week one, you're going to know real quick. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I, I pour into my people, which means I also massively annihilate all of your walls and all of your barriers. And I, and I will absolutely dig into you from an emotional standpoint because I need to know where or what, what you, who you actually are so I know how to actually help you. So day one culture is about discipline, preparation, transparent, and relationships. So those are the four things that you've talked about up to this point. Yeah, and, and, and all of it comes... Uh, communication is the key to all of it. So if I'm going to communicate with you, this is what's going to happen. This is what's not going to happen. Yep. Your communication to me is, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. I, I, and, and I think, I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of people who do interviews, they think that, like my people work, like I work for my people. They don't work for me. Yeah. That's so I, service. I'm, I'm, interviewing, I'm interviewing them. They're actually interviewing me. Sure, sure. Right? I want to figure out what can I learn about this person I don't want to bring anybody here that I can't provide value for. Mm-hmm. And that's, you're going to hear that a lot from me. Um, you know, last episode it was, it was servant and this, it's what can I provide value? I'm doing all of this to see what I can provide value for you in the business speaking, consulting world and sharing. You're much more accomplished than I am, but you've not started to even come close to digging into your potential because you've got some hangups from social things and whatever if that's all that ever comes out of this and nobody ever says, hey, I want to see Shane, I want to talk to Shane, I'm good with that. Oh, well, we'll be together. Well, we'll be together, but I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you listening because I want, listen, it is okay to look at somebody and say, there are days where I am a shitty boss. Yeah, sure. There are days where I'm going to probably get so frustrated because what I do is massively hard. I'm just going to go off for no reason and it's not going to make any sense. Now, in context, that definitely is me. I am, I, my, my team of anybody who spent time around me would tell you two things. I am the most intense and the most passionate person you'll ever spend any time with. Meaning I might lose it. I've got some people who are really close to me in this business that have been through heck and high water with me. And they will tell you that, yes, I, there are, once every nine months, I might lose it. But if I'm ever actually wrong or I feel like I've gone, maybe overstepped my boundaries or taken it a little bit too extreme, I am the first person to come up to you, give you a hug, tell you I love you and apologize. And we all should be that way. So I'm going to name that. It's, it's honesty. But yes, it's just, it's just being real. Key to relationships. Whether those... Whether that relationship is at work and you're um, you're a leader and an employee or a hiring manager and employee, or you're a dad or your husband or your, I mean you, can, whatever you want, you're a neighbor, right? Like having honest communication is key to trust. And and there, there, listen, there, there's a thought process behind it all. Um, I I grew up poor. If you've never grown up poor, you don't know what it feels like. Listen, I, I actually have a pair of Jordan shoes on right now. Mm. It's the second pair I've ever owned in my life. And both pair I bought within the last four months just because I actually got them on a really good deal. 
is a new app that I use out there, and it, I, I was like, hey, well, it's cool. What's the name of that? Uh, StockX, if they want to sponsor us as well or drop some commercials yeah. in, we'll, we'll take that too. Um, but to grow up and not like my dad, like I wore a size 12 when I was 12 years old. I wore my dad's, sh- my, my dad's shoe size in sixth grade. I would literally get, he worked, he worked, he went back to college and worked at uh, a place called Lover's Lane Racket and Sports Center. It's like a upscale, um, you know, uh, country, not a country club style, but like a racquetball workout place where a bunch of doctors and people in the community where sure. I grew up went. Um, and, you know, he would get, you know, reps would you know, donate shoes to him and these different things. I'd literally get hand-me-downs. So the reason that I think that, that leaders, I think we're going to a place in a workforce, I don't think it has anything to do with respecting your work or coming to work to work. I don't, I don't buy into that. It's all a preconceived idea of buying into this world that we think a diploma matters or the shirt you have on matters, and, and that's where I'm getting to. We create, in that culture, we're actually creating a division without subconsciously even paying attention to it. Meaning, if I create a corporate environment where it's shirt and tie or if it's suit and tie, if my CEO across the office is making 400 grand a year, he looks a heck of a lot better in that fancy suit and tie than I do the one I just, my slacks I just picked up at Walmart. Sure. Because I realized the night before I didn't have any. And my shirt and tie that I bought on the discount rack at TJ Maxx. Yep. I know that. And I'm trying to aspire to be that. And subconsciously, most people judge themselves comparative to others. So there is a the, the deflation of subconscious confidence happens immediately when you walk in. If I can't at entry level employee in a corporate environment, I can't go. I can't afford to get my stuff dry cleaned every day. Probably not a very good ironer. Now, now our generation, luckily enough, was uh, lucky enough to have home ec. I don't know if Nate's or. You know, his generation had home ec, but we learned how to cook. So, yeah, sure. um, you know, iron, those kind of things. I still iron a mean shirt. Yeah, I, I mean, can, I can absolutely sew. At 100%. Yeah, I can sew. I think that happens. And I think I w- – so when you're talking about day one culture, when my team walks in and sees me in a pair of gray chinos and a black T-shirt, uh, literally a $5 T-shirt, and, you know, a $15, $20 pair of pants – you're not stressing and worried about am I like, like, oh man, like there's a subconscious, it, it's whatever the study is that they've done, the reason uniforms work in schools. Mm. Kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we would call, we would call that identity safety, right? So there's stereotype threat and stereotype threat is been shown to and replicated across numerous demographics, numerous different uh, ethnic ethnicities, races, socioeconomic statuses, stereotype threat reduces performance. How do you combat stereotype threat? If you want to know more about this, uh, there's a book called Whistling Vivaldi by Claude Steele, who's the graduate dean of education at Stanford University. Um, The way you do that is identity safety. How do you create identity safety? School uniforms. Now, there's, we're, we're all kind of the same. We're, we look similar. There's there's no need. Now, I, that's I've, I'm I'm way oversimplifying the context. But no, no, but yeah, but but, you're, the, but, but the yeah. point the point is you are helping people feel 
not be conscious of the power distance between you and them, which allows them to bring their best self to work every day. Which, which means I'm not concerned by your judgment of because you have a fancy pair of jeans and a nice pair of tennis shoes and I'm wearing some basketball shorts that are seven years old that my older brother had and a pair of shoes that are four years old and the toes are, you know, rubbed off on them. And so, and, the, and this but, is, so, so why, why are we okay with that this in our is, corporate environment? This is going to be a whole nother podcast because you and I are in absolute accord with this. If you, if you believe that that kid who is sitting in a classroom with shoes that have holes on them that have been handed down from brother to sister to brother with and their basketball shorts that Shane was talking about was seven years old. They got holes and stains in them. And, and they're looking across the aisle and they're looking at somebody with brand new shoes and brand new backpack. You don't think that kid believes that he is not better than that person? That, that when it comes time to like do math tests and spelling tests, that that kid doesn't believe that he shouldn't be on par with that person. And that's why I do that on day one. That's why I do it every single day. I want to eliminate anything that's going to get in the way of you being the best you you can be. Because listen, listen, I, I, I am, I am, um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I pride myself on, I don't, like, I don't see, I see people for people. Um, you know, I have a, I have, I, I'll be honest, if they were actually to do a study on my company, um, we would be, uh, way ahead of the curve from a diversity. I don't like I have people of different races, religions, ethnicities, uh, sexualities, um, all these different things. I've got military veterans. I've got people fresh out of college. I've got all of it within my company. And it makes up an unbelievable team for me. It, it's the same reason why I am going out and legit I'm going to be partnering with um, one of the barbershops here in town and a couple other people. And literally the day I want to find, I got to find out, I'm finding out the day of when school pictures are, and I'm literally going to have all the local schools. We're going to somehow coordinate after hours to where the kids come in and the boys, I can't do it for the girls. It's, it, it, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the boys um, the boys in the community who come from, you know, unfortunate homes or, you know, uh, foster kids, whatever. They're, they're not able to do those. Yes. Yeah, and the reason. confidence of a fresh haircut. Dude. Are you kidding me? You think it's like getting a new pair of shoes. Get you think you can run fade. faster. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And so, so, so yes, 100% another episode. I think we definitely cracked something open there. Um, I'm um, so, I mean, I'm so like mad about that. Like I'm shaking. Like I, it just, it gets at my absolute core, but you make a good point of if that happens when we're in second grade, why would that not happen on our first day of work? The most influential time in your life is from birth to eight, nine, 10 years old. So what makes us think that we're going to change a, What makes you think that you're going to change a human being that's been predisposed to think that your clothes differentiate your your hierarchy in society than me. So then we create a society where I want you to come in. I want you to give it your best. I want you to be genuine. I want you to be loyal. I want you to work longer than you're supposed to. I want you to work harder than you're supposed to. I want you to care about this as much as I do. But from the moment you walk in, I'm going to prance around here and let you know that I've got more money than you, that I've got more success and you don't have it. It's wrong. So how do I, how do I establish that culture on day one? 
It starts in the interview. For me, it starts in the interview. I tell you all the bad things. I tell you, don't do this. I tell you, this is what I'm, I, I don't know that I even say, I under promise everything in my life. I under promise it and over deliver it. Hmm. I want to tell you everything that is bad that possible. Things are going to, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to do that. We're going to need to do this. You're going to work around people that aren't going to like you. You're all of these things. If you still want to potentially consider this job, let me know. If not, no hard feelings. And I'll help you try to find another one that fits what you're trying to do. And for me, that's how I establish. I Listen, I suck at organization. I have ADHD. Most people who rolled into this office roll in. They're lucky to get their computer already lined up. It's like, oh, hey, you're here. Like, But I think I do some of that. Like, I don't want to overhype it. And yeah. I know I probably fall short there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I think your story's different than the one that I told. The the expect you said. But, but where were you going to? Expectation well, up Can you front. say the name of that company? I. What what level? Tell me tell me where it's at in the world. How many employees? Uh, probably twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. A company of twenty thousand employees, and that's the difference. That you're, you're that that is that is. You saying, should have systems in place for that. No, you should, but you're talking about something that's an that's an that's an, that's that's a dinosaur in the business world. Hundred yeah. percent. That that because of the people again, it's the old dusty. I mean, I'm, I'm look, I'm I'm a middle aged white guy, so I get it. It's the old dusty white guy world of mentality of I'm going to wear a suit and tie because that separates me from the farmer in town. That's where it started. Okay. Right, and this is what I'm going to go do. Because no one has been, because, because no one, even though there's been new leadership in that company, because no one walked in at the top and said, we need to change because all the people that we want to work here, that's going to help us innovate and going to help us get put out of business. I know who you're talking about, but they're, and that's why they will fail. And some 20 year old kid with an idea is going to come up with an idea and we'll put them out of business. Usurp it overnight. No doubt about it. And you have to establish that. You establish it. I establish it from the moment I meet you. But that, that, that's that, that goes back to that honest communication. And that's so it. I, so I, I'm going to, we're going to create a word for this. All right. I, this is only like uh, episode two. We're going to call that culture safety, um, where you create a culture where uh, there is a level playing field based on ability. Um, and it starts with discipline. It starts with being prepared on the leader side, right? So if you're listening to this, you're a leader. It does start with some discipline and some, and, and some preparedness on your end. But it also goes so far as transparent, honest communication that is about the person, right? That is about the person sitting in front of you. It's about the relationship. Let's just sum it up with that. Yeah. It is in everything that you've talked everything about. Everything is day one culture. From the moment you go on your first date to the moment you bring your child home. 100%. To the moment you meet your friends at church. And if you're not doing those things, right? If, you, if you're if you not having honest conversations with people you care about in relationships, what in the world are you doing? You're running from I mean, you're, you're running. Well, no, it goes back to the fear of judgment from everybody else. Someone else is judging me. I literally don't care what you think about me because I'm so comfortable with who I am. When I met when I met a lot of our friends right now, I I, I started going back to church and um, we we kind of got ingrained in the in the, in our church community here and 
Um, you know, I would literally sit down with people and say, look, you probably don't want to, you, you don't want to associate with me because he's, and you know, the pastors of the church have become friends of mine and I don't like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I realize this is a, a semi business oriented thing. So I try to, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, consciously aware of my foul language and it's definitely going to pop out from time to time, but, um, I don't hold my tongue. I don't not do those things because they appreciate the fact they, they think about that. You're a preacher somewhere. You're a CEO somewhere. Everybody that you communicate in 90% of your communication every day is somebody kissing your hind end and trying to project themselves as something that they're not. That's because that's the, that's the culture that they create. Mm. Mm. No one does that with me and because you, I don't create that culture. I don't want that. And you don't do that here either. And no, when I, say, I never. When I say here, I mean CCR. No. Why? I'm as real with Nate as I am with you. I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put on an act. Well, that you think he's gonna want to be around somebody who's fake all day long? No. I apologize to them. My bad, guys. I overslept. I hadn't had but three hours in the last two days. And you I was know, tired. It's it's exhausting to run. It's it's exhausting to try to keep up that. I think that's that why area. there's massive it's, turnover. It's exhausting. Mismatch of, and so it goes back to the mismatch of expectation, right? Set okay. it, eliminate it, first day. And it's like it's business, it's life, it's friendships. So yes, this works in your business. This works in your team, whether you're a coach. This works if you're running a company. This works if you're running a department. This works in your personal life. You want to go on a date? I'm going to tell you what, if you're single and you're listening to this and you're in your 20s or 30s, the next five people you go on a date with, because now they've got all these apps and you just pick the people you want to go on a date with. Very, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. I, I do because I have a bunch of young people that work that. I'm amazed by it. Um, um, I but, mean, my, my wife was an RA with me. I'm, and I'm so thankful we crossed paths. Yeah. You guys actually used to live together in an apartment in a dorm. No. No. We, we didn't live together. She lived in uh, an all-girl hall. Yes. An all-girls hall. That's true. McCormick Hall at Western. Yes. And we lived in North Hall. Yes. Um, now, we moved to a co-ed. She, yes. She moved to a co-ed facility, uh, and I moved into the building next to her. But Across from Diddle right there. Correct. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So, you know, the, I mean, you, you got to, like, you got to, it's established in that day one culture, right? Brad, Brad, I'm the same person right now. I mean, I, actually, I'm probably very much very different, but I go about things this. The no, same. I, 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 I would agree with that statement. I mean, Shane and I have known each other for 20 years. I, I would go today to Jerry's restaurant and get a peanut butter pie with the same guy that I got a peanut butter pie with 20 years ago. One one hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt about it. Culture and peanut butter pie. Look, if you are if you are a leader, if you are in charge, if you have responsibility, if you are empowered to make these kinds of decisions in your company, these these things may are going to make or break the culture that you are setting. If you are here's what I love about this. And um I talk I, I talk a lot about principle versus practice. Principle always drives practice. Practice never drives principle, right? So I don't go to one company and pick up what they do and try to put it in my company. I, I try to figure out what's the principle that they're working on that then I can apply to my own unique context. And this is what I love about what you're talking about. If you're a mom or a dad or a neighbor or a pastor or you're in a relationship, you hire, 
Like the honest, transparent relationships will make or break you. They will. You you do do some work on your end, right? Like you you prep for that. You you're disciplined for that. But that what I think what Shane's getting at here is this honest, transparent conversation that you're having with somebody. That real conversation is the make or break point for culture day one. Yeah, don't. And that, you know what? There's managers out there. I'm sure there's recruiters. I don't I don't deal with you know uh, headhunters and things like that. But I'm sure they don't do these things because they're afraid they're going to miss out on a really good superstar that might want to be that environment. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I've ever talked to you and you chose not to come work at my company because you felt I were, I was too laid back or, um, I was not professional enough for you, then good. That means you wouldn't have fit in here anyway. So I'm okay with that. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's the fear of the judgment. It's a fear of missing out. So, um, the communication is direct. If it's there, everything else takes care of itself. And your, your word, your phrase of this podcast was culture. Safety. Safety. Culture safety. Culture safety. Right. And think about what it means for you. Think yeah, about it, what so, it means for your business. Yeah. And you know, like I said, if you're dating, I challenge you. The next five dates you go on. Let's be honest. Be bluntly honest about what your expectations are. Whatever they are, good, bad, long term, short term, whatever See what it happens. is, and when you, and let us know how it goes. Write us at at yeah. the Shane Howard at Doctor B Shuck. Yeah, on the socials. Let us know. D R B S H U C K. I'm gonna do that. He's got to say the D R because it's Doctor. You might think it says Doctor out, and then you'll be looking for him, and you'll find some other guy who is not nearly as good looking as he is, and it's a whole another issue. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, let's, I want to hear, drop your questions. You know, if you catch us on YouTube or Facebook, drop your questions in, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be monitoring them for sure. Um, you know, give us some ideas. I think we've definitely came out with some ideas or some other things that have come out of this. Probably be some articles you'll see on, you know, different places like medium, LinkedIn, those kind of things. Um, I'm Shane. I'm Brad. And appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And until next time. See you. Peace.